Are you tired of prompting or telling your loved one to do things, uh, maybe do things around the house? This is something that many families that I work with that are supporting their loved one to grow their independence, work on their independence, keep bumping into. And it becomes exhausting for you, tiring for you, and tiring for your loved one, and frustrating for your loved one as well. So I'm Eric Gall, and today I want to talk about the number one strategy that I've found to help motivate your loved one so that you are prompting and telling less and your loved one's taking more ownership. So let me tell you about my experience growing my independence. And I think it might be insightful for us to talk through it so that you can understand maybe what's going on within your own family. So as a teenager, um, my mom did everything for me. Okay. So she would, you know, make all the meals, do my laundry. And I had just learned that my mom would do those things. So I developed a learned helplessness around it, right? I'd kind of learned that, well, I didn't have to do those things. And maybe that I didn't know how to do those things. So I was dependent on my mom to do those things. Now, as I got older, um, you know, into my, into those teenage years, um, you know, even as a kid, but over time, I would be asked to do more things like it became, you know, you know, Eric's responsibility was taking the dishes out of the dishwasher, putting the dishes in the dishwasher to cut the grass, right? To do some of those things. And in order for me to do those things, my parents would have to ask me three or four times, right? So it wasn't like, Eric, can you do this? Or me going and doing it automatically. They had to remind me, right? And maybe this is starting to resonate with you and your family uh, situation. So I just wasn't motivated, right? Um, and like, I did like it. If I didn't do those things, right? If I didn't do the dishes um, or I didn't cut the grass, I knew that my parents would do it. So they had to continually remind me. Um, or prompt me or ask me to the point where they would get like angry, right? And like, Eric, go do this right now or else, right? Maybe something was going to get taken away from me. Now, at some point, um, my parents switched gears and they realized that money would motivate me. So whether it was an allowance or a set amount for cutting the grass, um, there was some connection for me between money, wanting to earn money and um, and doing those tasks. So that worked for a while, right? So <laughs> until um, that money became less of a motivator. And then my parents still had to remind me. Maybe they didn't have to remind me as much or they had to remind me of, well, do you want to get paid? Um, but there was that external, still that external uh, push, uh, that external motivation that was being applied, right? Whether it was the prompting or the money that was coming from my parents. It wasn't my desire to do those things, right? So that external uh, pressure, that external um, motivators weren't really that effective and they wore off over time. And maybe you can uh, relate to that experience within your uh, family. Then I went to school, right? I went, I left and I went to university. And that's when things changed for me. So my clothes piled up, um, my dinner wasn't being served, uh, 
and I needed clothes and I needed food, right? So I had to make a decision, right? Do I want clean clothes? Do I want to eat? And no one was going to come save me or no one was going to do those things for me. So I had to make a decision for myself. And that developed this internal motivation. Well, I need to, I need clean clothes. So I've got to do my own laundry, right? I need to eat. So I need to get my own dinner, right? So it's this intrinsic or this internal motivation that built up inside me. And that often help. that often happens when we become more responsible for ourselves and there's no one else that's going to do it for us. So, you know, naturally moving out for many people is that step. Now, when we relate that to your loved one, um, maybe they have moved out or they are moving out or, but from, in most cases, um, we're, most families just aren't quite at that point yet. Maybe we're thinking about that at some point in the future, but there are ways that we can work on this now to help our loved one develop that internal motivation while they're still living at home. So a strategy on how do we do that? Okay. So there's three parts to it. There's partnering with our loved one. There's giving our loved one choice and then there's consequences. Okay. So I'm just going to go over this really quickly. Um, I am going to have an upcoming workshop where I will go into this in more depth. So it's the growing independence workshop and I will go into this uh, strategy in much more depth there. But for the purposes of this video, I just want to give you a high level overview. So those three steps. So this first step is partnering. So instead of just telling our loved one what we want them to do or how we want them to help help out, it's having a conversation, looking at it from a collaborative perspective and bringing our loved one into that household responsibility and having a conversation on, you know, I'm really busy and you know, I really need some help. How might you be able to help? And bringing our loved one in, right? Versus how we often do it is telling our, go do the dishes, right? So a much different approach. And within that, we want to give our loved one choice. So we want our loved one to decide on how they are going to help, whether it's, you know, the laundry or dishes or preparing meals or maybe something around their own self-care. Um, but by giving our loved one choice, they are taking uh, responsibility. And, um, there's a sense of agency around it. It's like, I made that decision. That's what I'm going to do. Okay. And then the last piece, and that empowers our loved one, right? And then the last piece is around consequences. So you've heard me talk about consequences before, maybe like, so for example, if I don't do the laundry, then I'm going to have dirty clothes and the clothes are going to pile up. I only have a limited number amount of clothes. Eventually I'm going to run out. Um, so the consequence is either I wear dirty clothes or I don't have clothes. So I need to do something about it, right? So to have that natural consequence and not to save our loved one to remove the consequence, then there's an opportunity for a conversation around the consequence, right? And developing that internal motivation um, or that intrinsic motivation. Sometimes I use those words interchangeably, internal and intrinsic. So um that's the strategy for you. I'm going to continue to talk more about it and I'll talk more about it inside of the growing independence workshop, which I'll tell you about more about soon. Um, so I'd love it if you scrolled down, left me a, a comment below and let me know what was helpful for you in this video. I'm Eric Gall. Together, let's take a small step forward this week.